Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. I'm Joanne. And I'm Kim. So today, guys, we have this topic that we want to discuss with you guys. And I know you guys have seen people talking about it all over social media because it's like all the raids the last, what, couple of years during the last three years. It has really been something that everyone especially those who are in our field, has been focused on. And for good reason at some parts of mm-hmm. it. So what we want to discuss is it's not the, the anti-diet movement. That's not what we're, we're trying to discuss, but it has a lot to do with the anti-diet movement. Wouldn't you say, Kim? Yes. So it's not the anti-diet movement we want to discuss. What we want to discuss is, is it elitist? Are we, we are living in elitist mentality, I believe, like an elitist health mentality. And the question being is, is it elitist to tell people that they can eat whatever they want when those people don't really have the option or most, or a lot of people, I'm not going to say most, a lot of people, especially now since food prices are just crazy, Mm -hmm. most people don't have the option of eating whatever they want. They only have the option of eating what's accessible to them. Right. What they're financially capable of doing. Right. Is it, are, are we being elitist when we are making these statements? And I feel that's a very good question because I know offline when you brought that to me, Joanne, I had to examine myself because I know in my practice, one of my taglines is, eat the foods you love mm-hmm. drama free. But then if I'm being eat the honest, foods you know what? eat the foods you love drama free, drama free. Okay. Drama free. So when you initially brought that to my attention, I had to just examine myself and say, hold on, hold on a second. Cause I know when I personally work with patients uh, or clients, rather, I always tell them, well, you know, what foods do you love? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and eat that. I'm going to teach you how you can eat it while maintaining better blood sugar balance. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'm always working within their budget, what foods mm-hmm. they like, what foods they don't like, what foods are accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just thinking to myself, okay, Joanne, where, where are you coming from? But it is honestly to think about it. I think the way that, you know, I started thinking about it was, well, if I'm telling someone that, you know, has access to food, yeah, go ahead and eat what you like, Mm -hmm. you can eat nutrient dense foods, and you can also eat foods which are a little more calorically dense, but Mm -hmm. someone that may live next to a bodego or lives in a food desert, they may not have the funds to access nutrient dense fruits, vegetables, whole grains, quinoa, kale, things of that nature. So Mm -hmm. honestly, it does, it does speak against what we're accustomed to hearing Mm -hmm. since being shut down, but it's honestly something we need to examine. And I don't think we should be afraid to examine it because my philosophy is question everything. Right, right. Question everything. And, and you know, we do one-on-ones, we do group coaching, all of that, I think is kind of different. They're more personal than, uh, you know, putting information out there on the internet, on social media, which is more general and people may pick 
and choose what they hear or what they understand. But one-on-one and when we're in group coaching, we're able to explain more. We're able to um, personalize more based on whatever our clientele needs. So I think that's kind of different. Um, What brought me to this, and I had to examine myself as well, is because I saw a couple of um, reels from other uh, um, people out there. And they were like, you can make mac and cheese however you want. And this is how you can take a box mac and cheese Uh and um, zhuzh it up, zhuzh it up, make, you know, make it more nutrient dense and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And that's great. I mean, I do that all the time with my, my kids, not the back box mac and cheese, but I do that with other things like frozen pizzas and stuff. But I was thinking to myself, because the person was using, and I've seen this a couple of times, two different people. They were using the Annie's brand mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. It has a little bit more quality food yeah, uh, ingredients in it. And as opposed to like, you'll, you'll say crap. I'm going to say crap because that's the one that comes to mind. <laughs> mac and cheese. Um, to me, you know, the Annie's brands has a little bit more quality to it than the Kraft mac and cheese or any of like your a store brand mac and cheese would, which mm-hmm. are cheaper, can be cheaper, of course, than the Annie's brand. So that's what gave this idea to came make um gave me this idea was are we as providers being elitist? And I will say that I am in an elite. I'm blessed to be in an elite category because I do have access to mm-hmm. food and I have the financial capabilities to purchase food. And when I do make recommendations or I'm making up a reel where I'm cooking or something, the ingredients that I'm using, if they're not raw ingredients, they're coming from a can, if they're coming from um, a bag, they're better quality than you would find at the bodega. Right. Okay. right. So, so is it elitist to be judging up, judging up um, a box of mac and cheese that is better quality than your less superiors and not pointing that out and saying, okay, I'm judging this up. This is what I can afford. And it, it is a little bit better quality. You may not be able to afford this one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just honestly thinking what you're saying about, you know, elitist. I'm, hey, I had to go to the dictionary right quick. Um, so I'm going to just read off the definition of elitist so that we are all on the same page. So basically, mm-hmm. it's a person or class of persons considered to be superior by others or by themselves in intellect, talent, power, wealth, or position in society. And mm-hmm. I definitely think you know, we're, we're hitting on the wealth aspect versus, you know, right. everything the, else, right. Where you, where do you do the majority of your grocery shopping? And I'll be first right. to put myself on blast before I speak to anyone else. So this morning I went grocery shopping and I decided to go, gee, I don't want to mention names. <laughs> I don't want to drop names. Sure, I mean, this is life. We're not uh, promoting any of these people. Right. Not, we're, not, we're not promoting we're just telling y'all what we personally Right. We're we're not promoting them and neither are we bashing them. But just my experience, I normally go to Publix, which is a grocery chain in the southern region of the United Mm -hmm. States that has everything 
nice and well lit and uh, fruits and vegetables are just pristine. Pristine. You see people in the grocery store ready to help you. Um, They create a nice carefree atmosphere. And then you, then I went to Walmart this morning. And the reason why I decided to go to Walmart was because I recently went on a farm tour and I realized it's the same crop, the same crop of vegetables. So I'm like, you know what, let me be financially responsible Uh and go to Walmart to get my produce because I know it's the same crop. But I realized in Walmart, they did not have the customer service that I'm accustomed to getting. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, Kim, you and your soft girl era, like, oh, you can't do <laughs> this. You can't. But then I'm saying to myself, well, what if Walmart is the only option for people? What if um, corner stores are the only option for people? Like, and you're absolutely right. I think a lot of times we in the profession, I'm, I'm not, let me not even say we, me in the profession, I don't want dietitians to get mad at me. We tend to say, you know, add this to your food, add that to your food. And it's very challenging when we face someone who may have a chronic medical condition and they simply cannot afford to do that. I had right. one client tell me was recently diagnosed with diabetes. Actually, she was a patient in the hospital. She said she could afford food off the dollar menu at McDonald's, but she couldn't go to the store and buy a bag of apples for $5 because mm-hmm. she had little kids to feed at home right. and be hungry if she gave them an apple. And she knew that the apple was nutrient dense. Mm-hmm. So then I'm saying to myself, well, you know, what, what do we have in the community to help? You know, because I, I know I'm coming from an elitist perspective in regards to, well, I haven't been faced with that. But what, what, what is there in the community? And to be honest with you, in the community that I live, there are no gardens. Really? There, there are no community gardens. So what I had to do was um, refer her to the churches for because they do their Wednesday and Sunday food distribution. And I'm like, okay, what y'all, what y'all giving out at these churches? Okay, I see tomatoes. Okay, I see cucumbers. I see summer squash. Perfect. So I had to tell her, well, that's what you have to utilize in order to get your fiber, your final right. um, nutrients, your vitamins, your minerals. But to be honest with you, I mean, it's, it's really hard for us to give someone nutrition advice if we have not walked a mile in their shoes. Right, right. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of people are having to decide, is it my medication or is it food? Mm-hmm. I'm spending my dollars on because... I have limited limited amount of dollars to work with here and I got to decide which one am I spending the money on. Mm-hmm. And so I, I find that a lot of us, you know, we put information out and I can examine some of the stuff that I've put out, the reels that I've done, yeah. um, the, the recipes that I've done that the stuff that I'm using are of quality and yeah. A lot of people who may be out there watching, it may not have access to those things. Right. They don't have access to those things. And if they do, they're like, I, I don't want to spend money on that. I need to pay these light bills. Exactly. Exactly. Something that I've recently, when I say recently, I mean, two, three days ago, have become convinced that I need to start doing, especially seeing how 
diabetes disproportionately impacts communities of color and also people mm-hmm. of lower socioeconomic status. Mm-hmm. I recently became convinced that the stuff that I push out on social media, especially my reels, need to be more affordable, such as how to feed a family of four with $10 or less. Right. And like, you know, where, where you're getting your food from. Um, right. And I, I, it's, it's just amazing to me that with inflation, with the cost of everything that we're, we're still on these topics because it's like, there is, there is no easy solution. There isn't, there isn't. And I know we have different followers out there, different people from different backgrounds who are watching. So I think we can put out a variety of content. I just think that we need to be mindful when we're making statements, not to be so generalized or just to assume um, that everyone is part of whatever we're speaking of. It's not an all-inclusive category here because mm-hmm. people are coming from different backgrounds. Some people may be able to afford what I'm I'm talking about. Like I, I made, um, excuse me, I, I made um, pasta sauce from scratch mm-hmm. and that pasta sauce from scratch was awesome. It's great. Um, it had a lot of nutrients in there, phytonutrients, antioxidants. It was anti-inflammatory. It's pretty awesome. It tastes good, but it's time consuming more so than cracking up a dollar fifty jar from Walmart mm-hmm. to make that may contain something that my client or someone may be intolerant to, but that's the easier option for them. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I had to think about it. I'm like, okay, that's, you know, I, I'm I'm coming from a an elitist uh accessibility here because I can do this and a lot of people cannot do this they don't have the time to do it they don't have the money to to spend on fresh groceries they don't have the access to fresh groceries to do what I'm doing so yeah when we're one-on-one it's absolutely easier to personalize things and help people out show them food pantries um, community gardens that are um, near them that they can use to access what they need but I want everyone to keep in mind that when you see stuff online, take it with a grain of salt in regards to we're not always speaking directly to you. It may not resonate to you because it's not directly directed at you in the sense that we understand that everyone can't afford these things. So we're not saying we're not being well, at least Kim and I, I can speak for myself and I know Kim enough to know that I can speak for her on this part and say that we're not being insensitive and not knowing that you guys, some of you may not have access. Right, right. And also too, just to give some solutions, hold on, I feel like this light is too bright. Just to give some solutions, again, going on that farm tour, you know, they said something which like totally blew my mind. They said, you know, we're seeing an 11% increase in food in the grocery market. But on the farm side, they're seeing a 40% increase because of fertilizers and how much seeds are being sold for and the workers that are coming in. So I'm realizing that, my golly, the food growers themselves are being threatened by inflation. Mm. And if the food growers are threatened by inflation... Everyone, despite their socioeconomic status, is being threatened as well. Because if you can't produce, you can't consume. Right. 
I have on a shirt that says I uh, support farmers. That's the shirt I have on today. Um, but I'm just thinking like, again, I mean, Joanne, we, we have beat this over the head time and time again, the importance of starting your own gardens. And someone who may say, I don't have a backyard. That's okay. Right. Take an empty um, jug of milk, put some sand in it, plant your tomato seeds, mm-hmm. put it by the window. Okay. Call it a day. <laughs> grow something right something. it doesn't have to be all fancy put it in a pot put it in a cup grow something a bucket grow something right. take some green onions that you're cooking with don't throw away the bottom stick that in some water exactly you're in the window let those sprout back up and you have continuous use of green onions that exactly. you may have spent 50 cents on Hey, they're 88 cents now at Walmart. I just bought one this morning. 88 cents. That's more than it usually is. I said 50 because 50 cents is what two for a dollar. They're 88 cents now. That's a lot. It is. So, I mean, a lot of people think, oh, you know, eating fruits and vegetables, that means, you know, you have extra money to spend. But, and even if you can't afford fresh fruits and vegetables, Use what you can afford, like, you know, eating something that may come canned or may come frozen. Guess what? That's A-OK as well. Right. A-OK. Absolutely. I mean, so the whole point of this is to just make you guys understand and think about what you see online and what is being brought to you online is not always something that regular smegular people can do Mm -hmm. right you know so the other day I I saw this um and we talk about celebrities all the time making recommendations but they have their own personal chefs personal dietitians somebody who's cooking for them so they got the time to do all this stuff so I was looking at this and this was for um Mark Wahlberg y'all know Mark Wahlberg Mm, he kind of his history is kind of weird though but anyway continue is, is it what is I don't even I don't even know I've only uh know about him from the movies I've watched I haven't I don't know his well, let's talk about it offline I'm not trying to catch a lawsuit <laughs> don't do it, girl don't do it so this thing and I don't know how true this is but it it's talking about his personal daily routine schedule mm-hmm. so they said it went viral and so this is what he does right so this is what a typical day looks look like for um Mark Wahlberg he w- wakes up at 2 30 in the morning uh at 2 45 a.m is prayer time I'm side-eyeing that I don't know, I don't know. I'm not judging I'm side-eyeing it because I don't know if I believe that but okay so 2 30 in the morning he wakes up 2 45 a.m is prayer time 3 15 a.m he's having breakfast 3 40 to 5 15 he's having his first workout 5.30 a.m. is his post-workout meal. 6 a.m. he has a, he showers. At 7.30 a.m. he golfs. 8 a.m. he has a snack. 9.30 a.m. he goes into the cryo chamber for recovery. That already tells you he's an elite status. He got the cryo chamber at the house to be able to jump in and out and whenever he wants to. 10.30 he has another snack. 11 a.m. is family time or the time that he has meetings and work calls. He has lunch at 1. He has more meetings and work calls at 2 p.m. At 3 p.m., he picks up his kids from school. He has another snack at 3.30. At 4 p.m., he has a second workout. Okay. 
of the day. 5 p.m. he has another shower. Uh, 5.30 he has dinner time. And then 7.30 is bedtime for him. Wow. That's, that's an elite schedule right there. If this schedule is true, this is an example of someone who has, who's in a different caliber than the rest of us. And not to mention, you know, the foods that he's eating, nowhere was it mentioned who was making them, but most likely it wasn't him. Hmm. That's a very interesting schedule. And then, you know, the post goes on to show you like his body, like it's very. That's his body. His body's quite chiseled and chiseled okay yeah. interesting so i mean how, how true do you think that schedule is i don't even know quite extreme i mean i calculated i was like okay 7 30 to 2 30 a.m that's about seven so he's getting seven or eight hours of sleep so he is getting sleep time yeah but 2 30 in the morning yeah that's crazy that is crazy. I, you know, I'm just here thinking, because I know when I do two-a-day workouts, like I'm beat, extremely beat. So I don't know how he does this on a daily basis. Yeah. So, I mean, this is an example of things that you see online that you take with a grain of salt. Correct. That most likely is not for the regular person because we may not have time for that. So I have things in my schedule that I plan out. I plan out when, if it's a cooking day, when I'm going to cook that day, because between certain times of the day, I'm carpooling my boys, older boys who are in school. So I'm out the house. So I have things planned now. I have work on business, work on social media, work on this, work on that. But I also have two little ones at home with me. So I kind of have to work around their schedule. I can't say 10 o'clock is this time or, or that time. I may plan on it being that time at 10 o'clock, but then somebody's crying, somebody's not feeling well, somebody wants me to hold them. So, you know, my schedule changes. And just like any other busy adult or busy mom out there, their schedule changes as well. So don't beat yourself down and feel like you need to meet up to these ideas that those who are in a different caliber, different status than you are. Our meeting to reach their goals. And if their goals are being met within a month or three months, understand that most likely it could have been done at a pace that's not recommended or in a manner that's not recommended. And they had a lot of assistance to reach those goals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm just here thinking, honestly, you know, we've heard so much about diet culture in the past couple of years, mm -hmm. but also I'm realizing that there's lifestyle culture mm -hmm. as well you know, and I guess, you know, I'm guilty of it. Like, you know, a day in the life of a dietitian or, right. you know, what to eat in a day. If you have diabetes, I think people are more obsessed with, you know, getting into people's life. How do they do things normally? What makes their life different from ours? Because of course, you know, especially seeing that, you know, he has kids, he has the support that he needs in order to be a successful actor and have a mm -hmm. cryo, whatever chamber, and then all your meals and all your snack options. And it's just, it's, just, I, I feel like it gives a, well, I want to reach there. So I, if I can afford to reach there, let me do everything in my power to reach there, seeing that he 
physically looks healthy. So if he does that, I can do that as well and get those. Right. Or I should be doing that. It's quite easy to do. It's iffy. It's iffy. It's iffy. And we have to understand that every body, like literal body is different. Like we could be doing the same exact things and your results look different than mine. Exactly. Eating the same exact things and your results look different than mine because I may be intolerant to most of the stuff that we are eating the same and I'm looking like I'm three, four months pregnant because I'm bloated all the dang time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. Have to take that, those kinds of uh, things into consideration. And it's not to say that I know people are all often interested. I mean, I'm curious too. I want to see what so-and-so is doing in the day of the life of. So we're curious a lot, especially as dietitians, people are often curious as to what do you eat in a day or what do you do? How do you, you know, do it? Um, Me with kids, how are you doing it? So people are curious and I'm not going to say we need to stop that because that curiosity, it could help somebody, but I just want you to pick and choose what works for you and how you can incorporate it into your, um, your life. It's not to say that you need to do the exact same thing that I'm doing because the exact same thing, what I'm doing may not work for you exactly. Exactly. I I definitely agree with that. And, you know, when it comes to like, for instance, let's talk about like bananas. Bananas are one of the most inexpensive fruits that there is. But for some reason, a lot of people fear bananas. I don't know why. I don't know why. But I'm always like, okay, this is a great source of potassium. Why not eat the banana? Where in the world did it come from? Like, oh, bananas are bad, so you shouldn't eat it. Or white rice is bad, so you shouldn't eat it. Or yes, but (laughs) our field. You know, I sent you something earlier. I'm not sure if you saw it, but I sent it on TikTok. And this should be another podcast episode that eating three meals a day is um, elitist. You know, I haven't seen what you sent me, but I was thinking about this recently as well, because I saw something that brought the idea to me, but continue. I- I'll add to it if I need. Yeah. To. Yeah. Just eating three meals a day is elitist. Um, you honestly have to watch it because I don't, I don't want to like give it away, especially if we, you know, we, we may do an episode of it, yeah. but truth be told, not, not everyone can afford to eat three meals a day. Like me personally. I can afford to eat three meals a day. Just putting that out there for people. Right. Rumors start about me. But my body only tolerates two meals and one snack a day. That's what my body tolerates. Right. And everybody's body is different. Some people may tolerate three meals and two snacks or three meals and one snack. Everybody's body is different. different. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if I remember correctly, what I saw that brought this idea to me, like maybe say, hmm, was someone was saying um, that the idea of three meals a day is a false narrative that has been beat into us. And it could have been beat into us because of money, because, you know, money rules the world. The more we eat, the more we're consuming, the more we're spending, right? Mm-hmm. But do we necessarily meet, need three meals a day to meet our needs? And this right. is not to say that we're talking about starvation here right, because right. if I remember correctly, and again, we, we may really talk about this. This is like a really good episode. Mm-hmm. My graduate professor is mm-hmm. from Ghana mm-hmm. and he, I'm not going to say his whole life, but at the time that he, I, you know, was teaching us and he was my professor, 
he talked about, and this guy, he has a PhD in nutrition, mm-hmm. has two big meals a day. Right. That That's what, like, my meals are huge, huge when I eat the two meals a day. Like, my parents look at me and they're like, Kim, are you really going to eat that? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> isn't everyone's portion like this? <laughs> but what, for me, what someone would consider to be a meal, I would actually have to double it. Mm-hmm. For me personally, because I have a very big appetite when I wake up and then three o'clock, I have another very big appetite. And then towards the evening, that's when I have my snack because mm-hmm. I've been getting that heartburn in the evening. So, yeah. Right. So, right. Honestly, I feel like everyone's eating. I want to say chronotype, but I don't know if that's the correct word is different. And sometimes like hey, you got to kick against the pricks to find out what works for your body. Right. And that's why I, 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 how I should say, this is how I work with my clientele because people are often like, Joanne, I want to eat. I mean, or I see that people are recommending six meals a day. Should I be eating six meals a day? Mm -hmm. We don't know. Only as we go through this therapy, will we find out and when I, and, and I'll tell them in that three meals a day, they're telling you they're eating could be three regular meals and three snacks. Correct. They're eating six times a day, but are they six full meals? They may not be six full meals, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, it different, how we eat varies from person to person because in the gut, gut health space that I'm in, your, your gut is so specific to you. Right. That how you eat is specific to what works for you. Like, you know, my husband and I we went through this anti-inflammatory therapy recently, um, which is one of the therapies that I put my clients um, through. And, you know, we were both on the therapy and he was able to eat certain things that I couldn't eat mm. because I literally, I should have taken a picture like the next morning, but I didn't take the picture until probably 24 hours later. I still look like I was four months pregnant, mm-hmm. but I ate something and my stomach just bloated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he had bloating as well. Cause we went out, my mom was here and we were trying to get the date nights in as much as we could. So we went out and, you know, we ate the same thing and he was having um, digestive issues as well from whatever it is that we ate, but his presented differently than mine's did. Right. I also, you know, have a history of a diastasis. And so that could have been why mine was more pronounced. Who knows? But what we eat and how it affects us, how it impacts us, it differs from person to person. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, recently I tried, I went on a trip where I tried to eat because, I mean, they were feeding us. So they gave us breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, and then dinner. Mm. So I tried to follow their protocol for 72 hours. Maybe <laughs> that's why I'm sick now. Who knows? Um, but I messed myself up. Totally messed myself up. I had loose stool. I felt like I was eating around the clock. I was bloated. I came back. It's like my belly was like huge. I didn't feel good. And it just, you know, I'm just trying like, okay, let me come off of my routine. And like when they gave us lunch, I could have easily doubled that, but I didn't want to look greedy. <laughs> I didn't ask for any more, but I could have easily doubled it. And everyone's like, oh, wow, workful. And I'm like, oh, oh. 
that was not a meal. I could easily double whatever you guys are giving me, but I went with their protocol and it just didn't work for me. I didn't feel, I felt sick to my stomach. I felt like I was just gassy. It, it was, it didn't work. It didn't mm-hmm. work. And that was because I came off of my protocol, my two very large meals. Right. And, and some people, it works well for them to let their gut rest mm-hmm. longer periods throughout the day. And some people, smaller meals may work because they could have smaller frames. Their stomach may not be able to accept more food throughout mm-hmm. or, or, or a large sum of food um, at one sitting. So right. everyone is different. So all of this, all of this to say that do not judge yourself, give yourself grace. Don't look at everything that you see we're presenting, others are presenting online to say that this is what you must do. We're, everyone's coming from different backgrounds and what we're we're cooking. I, for one, I don't know what other people are doing out there. I, for one, when you guys see me doing recipes, I'm not doing recipes that my family is not going to be eating because right. I'm t- I don't have the money to be wasting. I'm not doing I'm one thing for my family. Yeah. Have you seen them videos? They just chopping up arbitrary vegetables. And I'm like, okay, is that going to be wasting food just to be extreme and be funny? Like we don't do that here in this household. So the stuff that you see me cooking, I am using ingredients and stuff that I actually would purchase. We are actually going to be eating this food because I'm not cooking one meal for, uh, the internet world and then one meal for my family. Exactly. We, we live in that life. So yes, the foods that you see, there are a little bit better quality than you would find at the Dollar Tree. Right. Don't not don't knock the Dollar and, Tree. But I'm not knocking the Dollar Tree. <laughs> they may be of higher quality than you would find at the Dollar Tree. But that doesn't mean that if the Dollar Tree is what you can do, that there's something wrong with that. I just want you guys to understand that you just do the comparable. So if my if I'm showing you something that I purchased at Costco, green peas, high in protein, you know, you go to the Dollar Tree, that's what you can find. Get your green peas from the Dollar Tree. Right, right, right. Something similar to what I'm doing. You know, what's so funny because, you know, I went to the Dollar, was it Dollar Tree? It was the Dollar Tree the other day. And I saw like a lot of name, name brand, name brand stuff. I really? saw Starkest Tuna. I saw Kind Bars. Okay. You know, Kind Bars be expensive. I saw Kind, kind Ice Cream. Um, so I I definitely think it, the landscape is changing. The landscape is changing, but don't feel, you know, as you were saying that you got to go to a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's who may have that same, like even today I bought some tuna and at Publix, the same tuna is like a dollar forty-five, and at Walmart it was a dollar. Same brand. I was like, okay, Walmart, you have your perks, um, but I'm still in my soft girl era, so I got to get used to bagging my own groceries. <laughs> so just keeping it real, just keeping it real. To be honest with you, um, but yeah, it's it's whatever you can access to tell you the truth. Whatever you can access. Absolutely. So y'all out there, please let us know, because this is going to help everyone in the long run. Um, let us know what you guys are doing out there to make things work for you, especially in this 
expensive behind time that we're living in when it comes to food. What are you doing to meet your nutritious needs, meet your family family's needs? Um, what are you mixing, matching? How are you making that dollar stretch? Because mm-hmm. that information can help the next person. I'm not a couponer, but whenever somebody's talking about that kind of stuff, I'm like, what, what you doing? Where are you doing it at? Because exactly. I, I don't have that knowledge, but I sure will take it. You know, my sister-in-law is an extreme. You have I've been trying to get her on the episode. She just keeps saying no. Um, and she's tried to teach me so many times and I'm like, okay, Tasha, this is not making any sense. But she is an extreme. Like she gets $400 worth of groceries for like $50. Stop it. So I'm, I'm going to try to have her on the episode again. I'm going to try. So wish me luck. Cause she keeps telling I'm me I'm wishing you all the luck because I have seven mouths to feed. And if I can do that, girl. Yeah. So we need her on there. So guys, until next time, make sure you tell somebody about this podcast, pass it along, pass the information along, tell your friend to tell their friend to listen to nutrition lifestyles and be sure to let us know if you have any questions. And until next time, we will see you all. All right, bye guys.